welcome, 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 podcast listeners. You are here with your host. It is me, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also here, joined by a man who is smiling, and it can only be one man, because everyone else are grumpy bastards. It is Mr. McCoy. <laughs> Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. I'm back. I'm Ooh. back. Yeah, Matt's We're out of lockdown. We're out of lockdown. Speak for yourself, mate. Well, I'm out of lockdown then. That's it. The only person that matters it is Mr. Yes. McWine. Oh, it's, it is good, good to be back. It definitely is good to be back. Indeed. How been you, our chap? Yeah, like, obviously it's been a, a strange few months. Obviously, stuck in lockdown, worked from home this time changed jobs at the end of the lockdown <laughs> just you know because that's what you do whilst you're in lockdown isn't it you you hand your notice in <laughs> yeah i mean yeah at the point where like job stability is like the least <laughs> you go yeah it's a, yeah fuck it's, this it's time, yeah it's time for a change yeah but yeah like like i say a lot has changed obviously the world is mildly better in that like vaccines are rolling out things are starting to open up we've got possibly open borders on the isle of man by the end of june nice meaning i'm not confined to the isle of man unless i want to do three weeks of lockdown after i get back so yeah it's all just a little bit like things are seeming like they're going towards normal yeah 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 it's like like the little freedoms that we are getting back, we're going, holy fuck, this is awesome. And you're like, if if that was prior to like 2019, you'd yeah. be like, well, this is a bit of a shit time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like I say, things are looking good and it's just, yeah, I'm glad to like, I've got the stress of working a notice period, working the new job and I've got gigs all at the same time. <laughs> And obviously, I haven't played with any of the bands for one of them I haven't played with for three months, four months, and one of them I haven't played with for two months. So I've got practices, two jobs, and gigs. There will be nothing left of you. You are giving everything (laughs) and some. Yeah, like I've got two days off between now and four weeks' time. Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like once that period's out of the way, it's just a normal nine to five job rather than the night job that I've been doing. Yeah, and you know, I'll, then gigs are plenty, hopefully as well. I mean, that sounds sounds better. Um, yes, I won't be coming on the podcast after like an hour and a half sleep, <laughs> <laughs> like 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 I have in the past. Indeed, yeah, uh, and you've been a lot more coherent than than i have so like hats off to you for that as well (laughs) Um, because i I get plenty sleep uh sometimes i I even supplement that sleep during the daytime (laughs) that's one thing i did learn to do during lockdown is fill your time with an afternoon nap oh yeah yeah like if if you've got like an hour's worth of stuff to do and a week to do it then you (laughs) Like there's you that ep- still have that hour's worth of stuff to do at the end of the week. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> and just go, oh, we need to push these deadlines. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was an episode of Friends where Joey um, is teaching Ross how to be unemployed. 
and it, it felt very much like that during lockdown, wasn't it? Yes, it was yeah, like, it, it is. Whoa, 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 stallion. Yes, like, the... calm those jets. Yeah, you've, you've like, done... I... yeah. The, my problem is, like, I was like, oh, I'm stuck inside for what looks like to be six to eight weeks. I'll buy some, I'll buy some more pedals that I can put together. And they're still in the cardboard boxes that they arrived in. Such is the natural order of things, my friend. <laughs> Such is the natural. I have literally have got a cupboard there which is full of like uh, stuff that I've done pedal demos on and probably won't use, and just <laughs> like those jiffy bags full of either yeah. of like bulk buys of PCBs where I've just went on like Jed's Peds or on um, on Fuzz Dog. I just Fuzz. went. Yeah, I fancy one of them and one of them and one of them. And then, like, the following week where I've ordered parts for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, I haven't got a proper clone at the moment, so I'll buy the bits for a clone. And there's no point in buying one pedal, so I can't even remember what. Oh, it was a Distortion Plus because I've never had, never tried an MXR Distortion Plus. So I was like, I'll just build one. And I have the boxes pre-drilled and... All of the bits. Yep. And and I haven't opened them. <laughs> and and now, now I don't have any time. <laughs> yeah, you've got loads of stuff. And I mean, I am in, in exactly that situation. Um, because largely my time is, is taken up by, like, my, my week is filled even before I've started it. Like, we've got podcasts to do, which a podcast is not just an hour's worth of talking. It is like a night time of editing down a podcast uh yeah the notes are right write the podcast as well yeah i mean you, largely that takes place 10 minutes before me just going shit 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 what's happened this week uh <laughs> but yeah peek behind the curtain again um and then like i've got the no talk all tones which again they look like they they are recorded hastily and with little preparation which largely they are um but the the whole recording process takes an evening of editing up to where i have a late night that night because yeah i've had to like bounce the video down and then upload it to youtube and throw all the like all of the like extraneous details like a thumbnail as well that doesn't just appear that has to has to be made yeah um so like my my weeks are largely taken up by uh, there's like various kind of social media stuff that happens, uh, and I potentially get like an evening a week, um, and, and that's usually like a Friday. And I'm, I'm like, do I want to get a soldering iron out now and and make the clone of a pedal which I've, I may have just reviewed on the No Talk All Tone anyway? Um, uh, probably not. Probably not. No. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. I will say this though. Um, I built a distortion plus um i built it for will uh because like we went around one of the guitar shows uh and he was looking at a distortion plus and said oh i had one of these and it was it was like a great pedal uh i don't have one anymore um so between that show and the next show that we met up i ordered like i ordered a board and put uh uh, put a distortion plus uh together for him and like hastily painted on (laughs) some faux distortion plus uh graphic <laughs> um and it was an excellent pedal it was really really good yeah uh, even to the point where uh like the the bloke who i bought this pcb from because um i can't remember exactly but i think the 
um like fuzz dog and um jed's peds were either sold out of their distortion plus one or they had a, a pcb for the dod 250 which is the same thing but slightly different like the, yeah. the layout's the same but you have to like switch some of the components uh and there was a guy who was selling like the distortion plus uh with the bill of materials for the distortion plus on online uh yeah. so i just uh, like it was on ebay uh so i went for that one um uh, i even went to the the trouble of socketing the the diodes uh which were like so i bought some like unicorn piss um germanium the, <laughs> the little glass ones that if you yeah. bend too much they they snap and then you cry because they were like one and a half quid for a diode oh yeah. well well shit <laughs> that's that's like a good <laughs> third of the, that. The, yeah. the, the price of the pedal <laughs> fucked. um but i managed to like socket them um and socketed them in a very careful way to start off with um and i put them in and they sounded fantastic so i thought well i'm not gonna fuck about with anymore because th- this sounds good as it is so i then had to bend the diodes a little bit more and clip the legs yeah um and that was uh, that was squeaky bum time that was full-on squeaky bum time but i, I would yeah, suggest I do do make do make the um the the dot 250 sorry not dot 250 the distortion plus it is a yeah. fantastic pedal um it's um like it's relatively uh like low gain and "Quote unquote transparent overdrive kind of thing." Yes, when you're pushing a, a driven amp with it, it makes it sing. And yeah, smile yep. machine. One of those. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Need like I say, it's a circuit that I've been interested. It's it's very much along the lines of tube streamer clone. Um, you know, fucking hot whatever the hot coals is, range master. You know, all of those kind of <laughs> yeah. things. Um. And it's just like, well, I like all of those things, so I probably would like a Distortion Plus, but I don't have one and I've never tried one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they kind of largely flew under my radar because there's not many pedals that copy exactly the um, the Distortion Plus. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, the K-Line White Heat, which does the Dodd 250, and there's like some very, very simple mods that you can do to make it into a, a distortion plus um and um simon of jsa like tried walking me through the the process and said no honestly it's really really quite simple you don't actually have to desolder anything you can just like bridge these two points with a like a diode or something uh, and i was like nah i'll just, just build another one <laughs> yeah um to be fair like the white heat does sound good um so I wanted to keep it stuck anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like Tube Scream is a ten a penny. Um, and I, I could swing my arm and hit maybe four just where <laughs> I'm sat. Uh, um, and uh, same with Range Masters. Like treble boosters in general, there's quite a few uh, about. But I'd, yeah. I think the, the Dot, Dot 250 uh, and Distortion Plus are the ones that don't really get... 
uh, they close. certainly get less of a mention, and I see less of them for sale on the the gear exchange and stuff. Like you don't you don't see them that often. You don't see them on many boards, to be fair. Like I'm not mm. saying you don't see them on any, but you don't see them anywhere near as often as you'd see a tube screamer, a range master, a clone. Yeah, yeah. Uh- I remember having a conversation, and I think it was probably Simon again, um, mentioning about how there are quite a few pedals that are based uh, based on the topology of that, but like really, really tweaked with like uh, different clipping uh, stages and uh, like with tone stacks put in there and whatnot. And you're like, yeah, that, that's all good and well, and that's that's pretty cool, and like. You will see stuff like like tube screamers that are like that far away from the the standard recipe. Yeah, but you also do get like tube screamer clones that are straight up doing what the tube screamer yeah. does. Um, and it's that that kind of the core, the essence that you don't really get to see many many of. Um, so yeah, well, like I say, I've I've got the kit now. So at some point, hopefully this year. I will put it together. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll find that we'll find that time later on. But yeah, like so, I did that. I I ripped. So my Cabernet has had a loose jack jack socket for like eight months now, and it was getting to the point where it's pissing me off playing through headphones because it was just peaking, like you know, getting yeah. really annoying. So I was like, okay, well, I'll order myself so. Ordered a custom wiring harness from James's home, home of Stone, and I wired it all together, and it worked. And then I put it into the guitar, and it stopped working. <laughs> oh no! So I basically I poked all of the wires into the tiny little like rounded cavity because obviously it's only a because t- it's like it's all done through the back, and it's only like half the size of what like a normal telly slot would be yeah yeah. because there's only there's only a tone and a pickup selector that's it yeah um and i put it all in there and as as i pushed it back in i was like uh nothing felt like it crunched or anything i didn't feel like i snapped anything yeah just fucking completely silent now i've got a silent guitar so (laughs) oh fuck and it's it's not like it's one of your like uh, ancillary guitars it is your main main squeeze yeah, so like the the Les Paul will have to be the main squeeze, and to be fair, I think I can probably fix it by reflowing the solder. Yeah, but I did that, and then I had to break the desk that I was working from home down down so I could bring it here so that I could set it back up so I could do a podcast. <laughs> um, but the soldering iron went in a drawer, oh, and obviously no. you need a sol- soldering iron. And yeah, yeah. So like, it, it, it'll get done. It'll get done. But um. I'll give it one more go, and then I'll probably just take it to a tech and say, "Look, I uh, uh, can you fix this?" <laughs> yeah, I, I know the harness works. That's it. What I've done is fucked up soldering two pickups to one pot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've done that before as well, where it is. It's like really fucking simple. It's like do two wires here, and then make sure all the grounds connect. You're like, yeah, yeah. that sounds. I, I'm. I'll be done by lunchtime. Sound like four hours later, and you're like poking at things with with your finger <laughs> and trying to yeah. get the jack socket to make any noise. You're like, what the? F-? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I'll give it a go, but yeah. So I did that. I bu- I burnt my hand in the process as well, and I broke the guitar. So that was a successful one. Yay! <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's a learning process. Um, if you're anything like me as well with guitar electronics, that learning process is less of a learn, more of a, well, that's fucked now. I'm not going to touch that ever again. <laughs> Why do you think the soldering iron went in a drawer? <laughs> so, yeah, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can't, yeah like- can't find that anymore. Before that, I'd had, for the entire of lockdown, I'd had the Cabernet Air in E-flat, and I was playing blues, and, like, I've, I've found my ultimate, um, my ultimate practice rig, which is a tuner, uh-huh. a honey burst, a oh. dual-gain messiah, dual-switch messiah, an immerse reverb, and the simplifier. Shit. And just... You know, you, you can tune the guitar then. And t- realistically, I want to swap that out for probably a fuzz and get a headstock tuner. <laughs> get fuck tuning. <laughs> get a headstock tuner. Yeah. But yeah, like, and then just like the the simplifier has just completely changed the way I practice because it's allowing me to practice at 3 a.m. Yeah. And whilst now I've not got a 3 a.m. job for much longer, I don't need that. Yeah. It also means that, like, if if it's a weekend and everybody else is like enjoying stuff in the house, and you can just go, well, I will plug my iPad into my amp on the floor and play along with some songs, and it will make me smile, and yeah. no one will have to hear me. <laughs> That's it. I will be smiling, and no one else around me will be sad. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's not often that happens. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah shit. like. Just this, the Messiah is just a fucking incredible pedal, and the like I say, the simplifier is fantastic for what it is. It's it's better using it live, putting it through a PA. It's it it does does sound better, but through headphones at home, yeah. you're not going to get a better tone than a half decent set of headphones and the simplifier. It just works incredibly. The the immersed reverb as well is just the the new neighbor or whatever you call it. A weird foreign spelling thingy yeah yeah yeah. um just i love the reverb i love the different types of reverb i love the fact that it's a proper string spring reverb in that if you hit the hit the strings you can hear a spring reverb like you can hear the spring the digital recreation of the spring like you can get that doing kind of like so you could you can affect yeah got like an effect um almost like a faux splash to it yeah yeah and obviously it's got some great other settings as well, but yeah, just like the fact that there's there's little things like they've thought of that for their spring v- reverb, as opposed to just when you play a chord, it sounds like it's a spring reverb tank. Like yeah. if you just hit a kind of a, a semi-muted thing, it'll give you that splash and yeah, the the whole thing. And it's, there's even a, a, an echo setting in there, so like a delay setting that you can use if you like want to ruin your guitar tone. Hey, hey <laughs> less of that now. <laughs> no, no, actually, I use it quite a lot. I've like, be finding myself using delay a little bit more, especially within this pedal, just because, you know, you're, you're flicking around trying to find new tones because I've got three pedals on the board that do things. So, yeah. you know, you, you flick around occasionally, yeah, but um, the, the Messiah dual gain just, it's a game changer because I don't have to bend down to get a cr- two different crunch tones and then I can just kick the front end of it with the honey burst and just, yeah, make it, absolutely scream i see but yeah double sweet in it yeah just fucking love it and like i say i've been playing playing along to a lot of davy Knowles stuff the 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 manx fella that i've talked yeah. about a hell of a lot 
bit of Rory Gallagher stuff, some Stevie Ray Vaughan, bit of Clapton, bit of BBK, just like, yeah, been playing along to a lot of blues, bit of Hendrix, like just, you know, it, rather than playing, a lot of what I do is playing guitar to learn songs to play in the bands. Yeah. And that's not what this, that's not what I've done for the last six, seven, eight weeks. I've been playing shit because fuck it, why not? Yeah, yeah. Like finding the love for just playing the guitar again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think I need to do a bit of that, to be fair. Like a little bit of selfish guitar playing. Yeah. Um, and it's it's bad even that I'm referring to it as selfish guitar playing because it's, it's the reason why we picked up the instrument. We didn't do it to go, oh, I want to be in a covers band or I want to, I want to, uh, like demo pedals on YouTube. That was, that was never yeah. like the, the, yeah. the, 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 the side effects of it. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's exactly it. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't even have to be like self, like I, I did it because I wanted something to relax me during a global pandemic Yeah, and playing to enjoy rather than playing to learn or playing to perform. That's that is the relaxing thing. That's the thing that's going to take your mind off everything else. So, yeah, it was just absolutely great to to do that and just you know, absolutely yeah, a bit of self care yeah. is it's what we need. And if if that's plugging in a guitar and playing through some blues tunes, then then that is what you need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think like 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 you say. We don't do it often enough. Like I haven't done that in a while. Like I probably did it once or twice last year because there was a pandemic. But there've been years where I've barely played anything that I used to play as a fifteen-year-old when I first first picked up the guitar. And the first thing I did when I picked up the guitar was learn all my favourite songs at the time. And like, yeah, some of those songs I haven't played since. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's a travesty, isn't it? I mean, I used to play a lot more metal than I do these days, uh, and trying to trying to recreate that. Like at all now is is <laughs> it, it highlights how I, I mean I must have not been particularly brilliant at, at the time at it um, because now it, it it like my ears are more honed yeah and you realise that it's not it's it's not what you thought you were yeah. playing yeah, yeah sort of sort of semi close but it's not yeah it's yeah. semi but it's not yeah, uh, yeah like my um, like I used to practice like loads of palm muted stuff and like heavy power chord stuff um and my my kind of my palm mute rhythm is all over the place and it's it's nowhere near as tight as I perceived it was yeah uh it was probably always that shit uh yeah but but you didn't notice that's it my ears were drunk (laughs) um no no they not yeah um but hey like I was I was playing the other day actually. Uh, like I was I was doing a little bit of noodling, um, like after like on a Sunday morning, my son had woke up and he was just happily chilling in his room. And was like, nah, I just, I'm just gonna just gonna chill here for a bit. So I went into into this little music room and was just kind of playing through some stuff. Um, and I just took a, a moment to kind of sit back and, and listen to what I was playing. And I was like, actually, you know what? I really enjoy my guitar playing. Um, there was, there's been points in my life where it's been like, like, <laughs> I, I want to be this good. I want to be able to do this and this and this. And I was playing yeah. it and it, like, I was listening to some of the, like the melodic kind of chordy, almost Hendrixian 
kind of flourishes that I, I kind of naturally do with stuff. And I was like, you know what? I dig that. I am on board with my guitar playing. Um, yeah. And it's, I think it's nice to be at that point in your life. Absolutely. Like, I, I tend to find that I don't like watching videos of gigs if I've been improvising a solo because I just look at it and either I go, well, you haven't really got the flow of stuff there or yeah, too many notes there and not enough there and where's the space and there's too much space and like, yeah. So like, hopefully I get there and occasionally like you listen to something and you go, oh, that's really good. And then you like, oh, it's a video of us. Oh, I'll take, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I think, there's a fine line as well, isn't there? If you're content and you're, you're kind of happy with your toad, that's all good. And like you're happy with some of the things you're playing. But it's I don't ever want to really rest on it as well. Because yeah. if I do that, I'm going to remain the same forever. Uh, and I'm not going to evolve and, and get better and yeah. like, get to that next level. Um, yeah. We've got real deep. We've got, like, what happens? Like, I, I, I don't know how we got here, but, like, you just, just, even just talking about tone, I just remembered that um, one of the guys in the band that I've been in for the last 10 years or whatever it is at this point um, shared footage of us from 2018 during TT Week um, that he'd found. And I just skipped through, like, part when I was like, oh, Cole's guitar so, so, tone sounds great there. And then I was like, Oh no, then he started playing and I was like, well, that's not my guitar. So the the one I liked must be my guitar. Hang on a minute. What was I using? What was I using in this gig? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a Vox and a hot cake and a, a, yeah. And a, and a TS mini. And I was like, uh, yeah, I've moved away from that. And you know, maybe I should, should consider it again. And <laughs> then I was like, oh no, I was, I was stereo. And there's a, there's a, he was kept a pure tone there as well. So, you know, that's, bit more sound to fill out and i was like i need to break all this stuff out and like plug it all in again and that's it yeah get myself back to running stereo and then it's like no don't run stereo but but run stereo but don't run stereo but run stereo <laughs> that's what my mind's been doing i might have to do that actually i i i uh phoned you i mean the other day i think i mentioned this on the other podcast actually like the last one uh and i phoned you and I, uh, we were talking about just general life stuff uh, and we were talking about the fact that soon um, rehearsal studios will be open again. And this is like, we need to go to a re- rehearsal studio, just turn up some amps and just let rip for an hour. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If I'm doing that, if I'm taking one amp, then... Why not take them both? I see, yeah. Uh, I've actually got rid of one of the, the PVs. So I've, got, I've only got one of those now. Um, but pairing that up with... The black star that I've got down here, like the little HT5 cranking the bollocks off that. Yeah. I imagine that will probably be a tone. I'm almost certain it would be a tone. Well, there you go. I think that might have to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm just looking around. Because I've, like, I've, I've not got like an ABY uh, switch or anything like that. But I do have um, the TC Electronic Flashback. Which, which mono in, stereo out. <laughs> well, yes, it well, does. It's stereo in, stereo out, but it, it will split a mono into stereo. It will indeed. Um, and that seems like the solution that I need. 
like yep. huge uh, huge stereo delays as well and <laughs> a stereo setup um yes please yeah. but I've, I've also got a few from that lineup so i've got the, like the um the helix phaser and the the vortex flanger uh and they also run stereo so they could yeah. get some some quite expansive sounds there um, you go yeah i think that needs to happen I'm I'm looking. We're we're kind of half half an hour in. Uh, we haven't <laughs> even started out what we've been up to. Well, we kind of have. Yeah, um, I've definitely inform- been talking about what I've been up to informally. I, I, I'll I'll do a little bit of what I've been up to, but largely since our last podcast, it's not much not much different. <laughs> um, but actually, so so today, um, a video dropped. Uh, from the pickpocket series um which has been largely on hiatus um not because i haven't got stuff to review for it um but i've been i've been keeping busy with like the no talk all tone stuff and i've been um quite uh quite heavy-handedly um running the um the pedal boards of doom youtube stuff so even though it might not be my video every week, I'm kind of behind the scenes, um, like directing people and, and whatnot. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm like focusing a lot of time on that. And obviously there's the podcast as well, like I, like I mentioned at the start. Uh, so I ended up not really having a great deal of time. Uh, last week, sorry, the week before last week, um, I like fully got on top of my shit really early in one of the weeks um and had got the no talk all tone recorded by by the monday night so i had like an evening uh in which i uh i knocked out a few of these um these pickpocket series um and the wonderful chap over at trident's picks has um made a, a coconut pick for me um, which is hugely nostalgic for me. Um, I do love a coconut pick. Um, I think I'm probably going to do like a vlog um, explaining a bit more as to why that's the case. Um, but love coconut picks. I thought what best way to kick off the, the uh, pickpocket series again um, than using this coconut pick. And my God, I love coconut picks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a coconut pick. Here you go. That's what a coconut pick looks like. So, so is it is it made from the coconut tree or the shell of the coconut itself? Yeah, the shell. Yeah. So you okay? I'll I'll move forward a little bit. You can see it. So you see there's like that little kind of lighter yeah, if, section. Is that like the inside of the white bit of the coconut? The yeah, yeah. So before the you get meat or whatever you call it from the coconut, yeah, flesh. I think it is which is again still not any less grim. <laughs> um, but yeah, so because of the the curve of the coconut shell, it's really hard to get a bit that's flat enough. Yeah. Um, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah, and and like in making coconut picks as well they tend to make them quite thick. So like three mil-ish, which is yeah. a, a nice kind of... Because when I first played one, it was when I was playing uh, Big Stubbies, which is yeah. l- like that all day, every day. 
Um, and it even had like the 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 like soft bit of it is almost like the the kind of the dip on a, a big stubby as well. So it's like nature's big stubby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically where the so the the flesh of the the coconut you you can pull that out uh, and then you get almost like a light wood finish before you yeah. get to the kind of like the thick dense fibrous um, bit of the the shell and that's essentially what that is uh, but it works really well as a grip as well because it's uh, it's textured um, so I absolutely love them um, Lee has been having a go every time I talk about picks um on the on the previous couple of podcasts uh so i'm going to take this opportunity right now to say fuck you lee fuck you that's <laughs> not like at the end of the day most of us use a fucking pick and it's no different than talking about a pedal in terms of it's something that you can change to change your tone yeah and if it if it brings you joy if, yeah. if it makes you smile and makes you want to play guitar more then it is equally as valid as like a new guitar cable or some new strings or, or like you say a new pedal so so there you go um i don't know what i'm what i've done for this week's no talk or tone because i've not recorded it yet we <laughs> we're very early on in the week um we'll be fine because you'll, be fine. you'll find something i've got loads of pedals i've got i have literally got shit loads um i've got maybe another three um iset pedals from uh from dave rage because uh, he sent me a, a free a little care package but i've also got some some tastier picks as well uh there is um there's a pedal by a guy called eddie rifkin rifkind um which is some kind of fuzz um and dave dave Ra- i say dave his name's Anjay. <laughs> but yeah. Dave uh, has said that one's a particularly nice one, uh, and there's another one by Kacharis K- Effects or something like that. Um, I'm not going to even pretend that that's right. Um, but again, it's like a, like a uh, fuzz, big muff flavored fuzz. Uh, and yeah. again, he said it's very good. It's got a, a mids control, so like largely taking away the the fuck up that big muffs do. Um, so I've got yeah. I've got all that I've got some Jed's Peds still to do um, I think I've even got some more stuff kicking about that I've not done so I, like, I've got stuff for days um, I've also very very recently uh, there was an update on the uh, HX Stomp um, which released um, so I think Largely, it was kind of functionality stuff, but there was another amp that was included. There was an orange, uh, an orange amp included in the uh, the new update, uh, and I'd like to potentially put out a little video about that because I tried it out. Sounds pretty good. Um, I've got quite a few, a uh, few people out there who do rave about the orange sound. Uh, Mr. Stuart Tate is one of them. He's a yeah. He was the first one I thought of when you said orange. There you go. Yeah, he's he's quite a uh, quite a spokesman of the the orange tone. So potentially uh, releasing that. Um, however, 
I would like to um, move on to the meat of our podcast because I, I feel I've been self-indulgent enough here. Uh, so there's not been a, a fantastic amount of news gone on, but there has been shed loads of questions. So we are going to, for the first time actually, Matt is going to join us for the segment Pedalboards Opinions News. Hey. Um, yeah, that's probably not the segment for me, really. I'm fairly opinionated. I mean, that, the more opinionated, the better. Uh, so our first, our first kind of question, question mark, um, is uh, Dave Svecky um, has put up a picture of a, a Jazz Chorus 120. Guy wants $500 for it. Should I pull the trigger? I'm pretty sure you can get them for less, can't you? Um, regardless of whether you can get them for less or not, I think they are an absolutely shit amp. <laughs> I really don't like them. Is it JC120, did you say? Yeah, yeah. For a clean tone, they are fine. Yeah. But, but they won't react to pedals in the same way because they're not valve and... Most of the pedals you like, you like them pushing a cooking amp, and a, a, yeah, a JC120 ain't a cooking amp. Even when you cook it, it's not cooking. No, no, it's it's very clean. It's very, uh, it's almost clinical in the way it comes across, isn't it? Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like having not tried the Messiah in front of a solid state. Amp amp only in front of a solid state pedalboard amp. I can't say this for certainty, but I imagine you, if you wanted the cleanest of clean tones, you could have a JC120 and a Messiah to turn it into a real amp and then run your pedals into. So you have the Messiah at the end of the board, then your amp is a clean amp, a lightly driven amp, and a chunkier driven amp. And then you run your pedals into the front end of it. Um, I'm calling bullshit on this, largely because, uh, again, I think I think we've spoken about this on the podcast before. Uh, but me and Yeomans went to um went to a rehearsal studio, um, and we we bought one of our amps. I can't remember if it was mine or his, and it just it weren't playing ball on that day. It was. Yeah. For whatever reason, it was noisy or something, like a valve had gone or something. Um, so we had to use what was there. And there was a... I don't think it was a JC120. I think it was a slightly smaller one. Um, well, but, they've done like 500 different fucking size ones, haven't they? Yeah, I, and it like we, we just went, okay, if you can get a clean tone from it, sounds... Because we're basically using a pedal board to get the get the tones anyway. Yeah. Um. And and like a couple of the pedals on there were like early Chevtone kind of just before Chevtone was a thing. Yeah. Um so prototypes. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of like the, the things that sparked Chevtone. So they were decent sounding uh drive pedals. Um and all the things that we recorded on that day we had to scrap because the guitar tones were so shit. Um so I know it weren't the guitars because the guitars we record with every time. I think like my telly was one of them. Uh, and yeah. if you can't get a good tone out of that, 
it ain't the telly's fault. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that the JC one, but like, yeah, I think, yeah, maybe not. Like, I, I personally wouldn't buy one because they don't, they're not for the music I want to play. I don't want a clean, clean tone. I want a clean tone with a bit of attitude. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, absolutely same here. Um, yeah, and and like I, I, they are a sound in of the mo in, in of their own. Whereas, yeah. like the even the pedal board amp that I've got is attempting to be a valve amp, whereas yeah. these are a very different sound, and they're yeah they're not for me. Yeah, yeah, I mean they are intentionally clean, aren't they? Yeah, they... they're intentionally their own sound. They're not like it's not like a Princeton circuit or a, like a, the fucking JTM forty five circuit or anything like that. It is its own circuit doing its own thing, which does make it different because you know it's not trying to be a Dumble or you know any of these classic circuits. But it does mean that what you get is what you get, and if that's not what you're after, yeah, yeah, and and largely that is. That's where I'm at with it. Um, yeah. And it, so, essentially, it is change, and change is bad. Bad change. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, it does. It it basically, it, it zigs while I zag. Um, so, th- there's yeah. no there's no way that we're ever getting on. Me and the Jazz Chorus, we just ain't going to be friends. Uh, so, yeah. I think we've put that one to bed. Uh, next one, this is a little bit controversial. Louis A... Sutil says, guys, do we really need barefoot button switches? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say just say pedal toppers because others are available. Yeah. Um, okay. These are created by the devil to break foot switches on pedals and should get in the bin. Is my opinion on uh the barefoot buttons and any other pedal toppers. Um I hate them with a passion. The only pedal I've ever had a switch uh, come loose on is the Anteras that uh, Stuart shipped to me with a topper on it. And it's the only pedal I've ever had a switch come loose on. And I took the pedal off the board because I didn't have the right Allen key for it at the time. I do now, and I have taken the button off, and I have tightened it back up. And Stuart has said, look, if it has damaged the switch, send me the Anteras back, and I will fix it for you. I don't think it has, but it was... I think because I am heavy-footed, and the way that they sit on the pedal means that they're not pressing down flat. They they can press at an angle, which can put stress on the switch. So I wouldn't go anywhere near one. Um... I, I yeah I I hate them. I think they look hideous. I think they damage pedals, and I just think that they are a pointless pointless thing that never needed to exist. Yeah, they are a solution to a problem that I never found. Yes, um, I'm I'm gonna go slightly slightly more the other way. Um, in in the fact that I think although they are not nece- uh, like a necessity, and if I'm putting a board together. I absolutely won't have them on because I don't need them. Uh, I think they can look good, like they can make pedals look kind of cool when you've got the like the the branded ones, like the Tate Effects one. I've got on uh, my um, Raise the Dead, um, and it looks kind of cool. Yeah, that's that's the exact one. Yeah, uh, the little kind of anodized orange um, looks kind of cool. I'm pretty sure I've got a Chevtone one kicking about as well. 
Uh, I think they look kind of kind of interesting, but they look really good for photos. And aside <laughs> aside from that, like it's very much a fashion accessory. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like covering your your pedaling glitter. All all I'm saying is if if you feel like you can't stand on a pedal for whatever reason, a have a look at yourself in the mirror, but b this is the bottle cap for a Pepsi Max bottle. It is exactly the same size as this. You can blue tack it onto your pedal for free because you will have blue tack in the house because everyone has blue tack. You get a bottle cap of any size and you stand on that, which will increase the surface area of the switch for the five minutes that you play it without shoes on, you cretin. And then after that, you know, you can take it off and you haven't damaged your pedal and we can all go back to just standing on pedals like normal people. I reckon you need to start a business here, like broke-ass buttons. <laughs> like just ship them a yeah. Pepsi Max cap and some... some... That's it. No, just ship them the Pepsi Max, like a, a like a crate of Pepsi Max and, and a, some blue tack just sat on the top. <laughs> broke-ass buttons with free, now with free drinks. Yeah. So there I'll you do go. different flavours as well. You can have some lemon Fanta as well. Yeah, just in, in case you want to like mix and match and like color coordinate with your pedals as well. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah, I I largely agree that they're not needed. Um, yeah, I, I I take the stance of um, if if you can't hit the switch because I've hit switches with my foot barefoot and yep. never had an issue. Yep. Um, and like I say, I'm heavy footed and I regularly play a ba- play barefoot and i like i hate walking on like i can't walk on a stony beach without shoes on but i can turn pedals and pe- pedals off and on again i mean like if you're trying to switch a pedal on with like the the like the arch bit of your foot the fleshy arch bit of your foot you you're deserve what yeah you deserve what's coming to you don't you <laughs> like you, you've literally got like a massive pad at the front of your foot <laughs> Yeah, which is designed for like if you need to k- kick anything with with when you've not got shoes on. Yeah, that, that's, that's the exactly. Bit. Yeah, that's the yeah. bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, and I use the same logic when trying to switch pedals on with my foot when I've not yeah. got like shoes or socks <laughs> on. Um, but hey ho, maybe maybe it's just us. Maybe we've uh, we've transcended that. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think we we're on the same page there, Matt. High five. <laughs> um, right. Any advice on picking out a big muff from the tons of options that are out there by Margarita Del Cadiz? Uh, buy a green Russian. I don't know. So, I, uh, I, I've never owned a big muff. I've never played. A, oh, that's a lie. I have played big muffs. But I've never owned a big muff. Uh, mm. If I was to own a big muff, I would buy the green russian followed by the op amp yeah yeah so i i i largely hear that the green russian is the the one that's the most palatable um again my my experience with big muffs is limited i think uh the uh the jed's pet hoof wrapper which I mean, your guess. <laughs> I, wonder, like, I wonder 
I wonder yeah. what pedal that might be a clone of. Let's see. Guesses on a postcard. But essentially, like the one side's a a tone bender style circuit, like a, a modified tone bender. The other side is uh, a big muff, like a modified big muff. Uh, and I think that's got a mids control on that as well. And that like, that was absolutely fine sounding. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I think that's the one that's also got an octave in the center. Which So, I mean, I'd suggest that if you're buying a big muff, well, also buy a green ringer uh, and you'll be good. I mean, like, the actual advice is buy a big muff nano for 25 quid off the gear exchange and see whether you like big muffs first. And so... I, I would I would actually scrap that because I've heard the Big Buff ma- Nano is not particularly great. Uh, um, okay, well uh, I, t- I take it back then, but I uh, thought, yeah. I mean, y- you can occasionally you can find like the the reissues, like the the ones in the Nano pedal format of the Green Russian, the um. The, the Civil War, the yeah, the op amp. Was it Triangle the they tri- did as well? Yeah, yeah. So they've got they've got all of these. If there's one coming up on the gear exchange or anything like that, just pick it up and see what you think. It might be the it might be the sound. It might not be, but and, and also someone else has taken the hit on the pre-owned value, so you'll yeah. probably get your money back. Exactly that. It, see it as a rental. Like if you if you lose like ten quid for what is like postage and packaging and maybe like a fiver on your sale or whatever. Yeah. That's that's worth a punt. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. Top tip from Fret Talk. Stop being a cheap bastard. <laughs> it's exactly what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> um right, this this one I thought was was pretty cool actually. Um it's a picture of the two thousand nineteen pedal board of, of, of a certain gentleman, uh Zach Ryder Raider, sorry. Um, and then the 2021 is saying pre and post COVID setup, kind of interesting. Anyone have pre and post COVID shots? Which obviously we could show a picture, but because this is audio, it's not gonna not gonna help. And we're uh, not gonna describe the board to you because that'd take forever. Well, like any notable changes. So I mean, yours is pretty much the simplifier, isn't it? Because yeah. So like, I'm I'm en- gonna end up with two boards and the like. The simplifier will be on one board and like yeah i've definitely changed because um i don't think i mean pre first covid lockdown certainly i didn't have the uh bmb yeah which replaced what was the messiah which before that was a cost off just and it's not because i don't like the sounds of the messiah and the cost off but they don't play well with the vox yeah um if I was running the Marshall, I'd drop the BMB off and replace it with the Messiah right now. Yeah. Uh, because that is just the, the flavor that I I like playing with. But you have to dial the Messiah into the Vox rather than dialing in the tone that you like in the Messiah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which is just the way that the Vox is. It doesn't play well with some high-gain pedals. For some reason, the way that the voicing in the Brat-style circuit is... It lends itself better to the Vox. Yeah, it's kind of it's got a softer, it's it's less pronounced at the kind of the upper mid range, which I think that's where the Vox is kind, kind of, of pushing. Yeah. yeah, so I've found that like the BMB. So yeah, like I've dropped that on there, but other than that, I'm just 
thinking about my entire pedal board. I <laughs> uh, yeah, when I joined, I uh, know because that was before. Yeah, so no, like if if you looked at my board, the gig we did in January 2020, which was the last one we did before, or February 2020, the last one I did before the first lockdown. Yeah, I think that's the the only change is there's a simplifier right at the end of the chain, and uh, there is a a BMB replacing. Yeah, uh, one of the Marshall esque. Oh no, I swapped the hot coals for the Hello Sailor, um, the Hello Sailor Range Master, but only because I wanted to hear the difference. And to be honest with you. They're much of a muchness, and like I say, I'm going to be running two boards, so one of them's going to have one, one's going to have the other. <laughs> Sound. I'm going to make my, my ones pretty simple. Um, at the start of lockdown, uh, oh, it was, oh, in fact, I was, I was largely running kind of like preamp pedals into uh, water sounds on my computer, um, and now I'm running an HX stomp pretty much for the entirety of it. Um, it's it's made yep. everything so so much easier um like the workflow for it, it i mean it weren't particularly complex before because it was all set up um on a tea tray so if you want to <laughs> see that go to the old no talk or tone videos and you you literally get to see the old tea tray um it's it's a much nicer setup now i've got um essentially my uh my hx stomp is sat on one of the marcus deluxe vert boards um it doesn't need to be it can be sat on the floor but because i've got three of them uh <laughs> i thought i might as well he keeps coming yeah. up with like different colors and different like little layouts and i'm like well, yeah i'll have one of them because they're, they're really affordable and they're they're built in such a way that if i needed to defend myself at a gig I could use it as a weapon and I wouldn't be concerned that it would break. <laughs> um, not that that's ever come up, but just, just like, just FYI. Yeah, no, fair. Uh, yeah, they are built like absolute tanks. Um, and considering they're made of wood, the ones that I've built, I, I they're like twice and three times the size and I, I wouldn't trust those not coming apart if I hit someone with them. No, I definitely uh, feel you there. Yeah. So, so yeah, hats off to the craftsmanship of the Marcus Deluxe pedal board. But largely, yeah, it, I mean, it hasn't really changed a great deal. I'm still recording direct into a computer uh, through some some like combination of digital trickery. Um, yeah, fair. And yeah, I think. No, uh, my guitar choice hasn't really changed as well. I've been playing the Variax for God no, oh, God. Yeah, I've I've had the, the the Variax, the Les Paul, and the Cabernet in rotation for two and a half years. Well, since I've got since I got the Les Paul anyway, which I think was the end of twenty nineteen. I'll I'll agree with you. I mean, we we've got literally got like audio documentation. Yeah, but there's also a YouTube series out there that like documents the the, the birthing of the guitar. But yeah, Absolutely. I think it I think it arrived November ish, 2019. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Although I am definitely not putting any money on it. Yeah, no, neither am I. Right, but yeah. Right, next next question because I think we could probably get through. Just double check it. Oh shit, me! I've I've 
copied quite a few. We need to speed up this process. Okay, uh, are, we, are we doing? Are we doing like quick shot, like lightning uh, round? Well, this this one is is going to be a very short one. Uh, Wayne Seguin Seguin uh, says, "At what point do y'all start worrying about package delivery?" Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I live on the Isle of Man, so I can't go like the rest of you where you get a tracking thing and it says it'll be delivered within the next 48 hours. And to me, that means you might see it in a week. So <laughs> like, yeah, I, I tend to add four postal days, which on the Isle of Man doesn't include a Sunday, whereas I know in the UK now Hermes delivers on a Sunday and Amazon delivers on a, and all that nonsense. Yeah, we... Sundays are, are no post days. So I had four full postal days after the date they said it should arrive. And after that, then I can start worrying. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> eventually, I think, is the... Um, like, when I remember. Because <laughs> yeah. I will order something and completely forget about it. Um, th- there's um, a little thing... I'll just reach over here. Um, yeah, this this thing um, arrived the other day. Um, it's it's largely not guitar related, so I won't go into the details of what it is. Um, it's like a little tech technology gadget thing. Um, and like fair play, it was it was like a Kickstarter back. So the um, the delivery date on those is always a kind of yeah, you might get it. Um, but I'm yeah. pretty sure this was maybe September of last year. <laughs> uh, and it arrived last week. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I forgot that was a thing. Um, but yeah, I think maybe two weeks is is reasonable. However, when do you start worrying about the packages? Is instantaneously, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing I will say is the only time I ever add those four working days on is if I'm buying it from a company because every person that has shipped me, like, whether I bought secondhand or whether I bought from Joe at Hello Sailor or Chev Tone or Stuart Tate, they send me the tracking reference number on a Tuesday and the pedal is in my house on the Wednesday morning. And I don't know how they're better at getting a parcel to me than Amazon or <laughs> Gak or Andertons or any sort of actual f- fucking shop. But yeah, the private individuals are far better at sending things and them arriving on time for the Isle of Man for whatever reason. I'd, I'd say it's probably to do with something like the, like the, the companies have... Um, like delivery slots like every day where the packages get collected and then like they'll see one that says Isle of Man and they'll go oh, we ain't taking that <laughs> um, and it it takes about four days for them to go right work experience chap here's like here's a tenner go to the local post office and actually post this <laughs> yeah you might I mean you're probably right but yeah I imagine yeah, that is the process there's my caveat. So if I've bought something secondhand and it's not arrived within three days of the person sending me a tracking email, that's what, like, two or three days, like, that's when I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. But we're all very British about it and we're very polite. Be oh, like, yeah, um, no, you God, no, you never chase anybody. Oh, not you at just, all. 
You just wait with your your anxiety just slowly gets worse until eventually you have a heart attack. That's it. It's like when you get like a very bad meal at a restaurant. You're just like, well, well, this is fine. Yeah, that's yeah. no, fine. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, this is yeah. This is... the fact that I'm vomiting on my plate. No, it's fine. Yeah, this I I didn't order a salad, and this is clearly a salad, and it's dirty and <laughs> you're probably still going to charge me for the steak that I ordered but yeah yeah, yeah this is fine <laughs> um, right we've got a question from Eric Pinedo Pindo who knows um, yeah. I mean if, if you are listening Eric uh, like shoot us in the uh, in the Fret Talk podcast group just let us know how to pronounce it just so this this embarrassment never happens again. Uh, so, I mean, this, he's, he's put Boss SY1, Boss SYB3, and Line 6 Echo Park Delay. What are your experiences with these? Uh, this is a nice, simple one. None. They're, 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 they're very different pedals as well, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what the SYB3 is. Like, it sounds like, sounds like a bass pedal. It does, doesn't it? It really does. Uh, so... Um, I, is the SY1 the synth one? It is, yep. Yeah, so my experience is if it's anything like the Digitech bass synth one, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> Look, that is... That's very... Like, you are... <laughs> Clutching at straws. It's just... It's, it's simplifying it down to a very, very... <laughs> Very basic level there. Like a Digitech pedal from about 20 years ago that kind of does like the uh, deeper underground um, Jamiroquai bass tone to one which is like a fully polyphonic synth engine. Yeah, they're they're pretty much the same thing, yeah. Um, yeah. So the SY3B, SYB3, yeah, again... I assume it's a bass synth while clone. So, yeah, I'm sure it's great. And what was the delay pedal? Uh, Line 6 Echo Park delay, which is one of their Tone Core series. Do you know the, the grey ones that had the, the like removable module? Yes, yes, no, yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, never used them. <laughs> so, I mean, I was quite flippant in saying that I have no experience of any of them. Um, like personal experience, I don't have any of the two boss ones, but the um, on the release of the SY1, uh, Tonepedia released a very comprehensive, um, like Tonepedia tone capture of it. Yeah, uh, and I had a play about with that. Um, largely, it's not for me uh, because it makes your guitar go. Boop, 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 boop. Um, which, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan never did that, so why am I interested? <laughs> um, the Line 6 Echo Park Delay, however, um, the um, the algorithms for that were, I believe, the same that we used for the DL4. And okay. The so DL... In which case I can get on, for- on board, because I know what a DL4 sounds like. Yeah, and like you've got the M5, which you used for quite a while, which again, the algorithm still use, and I literally use it for delay because it like you had a question we two did. or three weeks ago, and there was what is the best delay with presets for under 150 quid, and the answer is absolutely the Line Six M5. Yeah, I, I could 
I could hear when you typed the um the the comment in the group. <laughs> I could hear the fact that you were screaming at the the audio. <laughs> Because you were like, this thing and that thing. And I'm like, do they even have... And you you weren't even sure whether they had, like, fucking presets. And I'm like, it's the M5. It's just the M5. Just buy an M5. Yeah, I mean, legit. And if you've got MIDI uh, capability as well, there is a lot of preset that you can do with that. Like, yeah, well, I mean, there's 20 banks just with the two foot switch up and down. But if you add MIDI in, there's, there's more. And yeah, like... Yes, 128 different parameters isn't it yeah that you can change which is and there's loads of different types of delay in there and yeah yeah just that was the answer to the question that you failed to answer correctly (laughs) (laughs) i put my hands up yeah i didn't think about that but to be fair like the the um the flashback two will will do the job yes it absolutely will but i don't know whether you can bank up and down presets on the flashback two i know you can on the x4 yeah, you can't you can't bank up and down. oh the X4 the X4 is absolutely fantastic choice oh yeah could I change my answer <laughs> from three weeks ago whenever it was that's it yeah um like the the X4 is legit but like I was thinking like the the new ones have got the three tone prints rather than just the one yes. you can use those as all as three different presets so that's legit and you do have the added bonus of the mash function yeah. So, it's not a wrong answer, but, like, cost-effectiveness, absolutely, the M5 is just, like, hands down, no no questions. Yeah. Uh, and, and like you've said as well, like, there's, there's a reason we have you on this podcast, Matt. <laughs> like, the X4, top quality. And I'm not even the delay, I'm, I'm literally the opposite of the delay expert. <laughs> that's it. I feel like we've turned a corner, though, now, because you're accepting delay into your life. Yeah. I'm largely... Like, I use reverb on all of my patches on the... Um, on the... That thing. The the Ajax stomp. The stomp. And, uh, like, that's that's one thing I will say about every digital, like, pedal board amp or preamp or whatever you want to call them and, like, these, these all-in-one solutions is they do need reverb setting up well to sound at their best yeah yeah because it sounds really sterile otherwise it sounds like you are literally sat next to an amplifier with your ear on the speaker cone yeah um and literally no one has ever done that <laughs> uh, there's good reason for that <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just the the most kind of dry and horrible and direct sound um and even if you've just got like the most subtle reverb on, which I do, I have it just set, yeah, so that it it makes it sound a little bit roomy. Yeah. So when I run the simplifier on my main board, I have the um, the Hall of Fame Mini, yeah. and I have it like a, a three degrees off zero. Yeah. Or, you know, very very minimalist. Yeah almost reverb that you can't even hear to allow the simplifier to do its thing properly yeah yeah and it's it's one of those that you could almost fool yourself into thinking it's not there but then you turn it off yeah like, and then it, it just sounds weird fucking absolutely is there yeah um yeah completely get it um right we've got a, another question because we, we we're doing we're doing good here we're, we're doing good time 
Um, anybody out there have any experience with this guy, which is the Donner Yellow Full Delay? $36 seems incredibly cheap for a decent delay. Um, I, like I've, I've never played a Donner pedal. I've, I own a Donner pedal board, and it is a pedal board. Yeah, it's it's fine. It, and, it, it, and it came in a bag, and the bag is not falling apart. I mean, that, that in in and of itself is is an accolade because I've got um, a Warwick Rock board gig bag, yeah. uh, which happens to house at the moment a uh, Line Six Amplify footboard. Um, and before that, I used to use it for the ironically named shortboard which was like the long uh switching system for the the line six um yeah amps and that is it's been held together by hopes and dreams uh, like there's like um twine just wrapped around like the the plastic piping because that's the stuff that's still solid yeah um and it is moments away from becoming essentially just a blanket um so yeah, yeah so yeah, never tried the pedal um i i have i think outgrown the market for the donna stuff before i'd heard of donna yeah in terms of it it's just it's kind of sub joyo in terms of where it sits oh yeah like 36 dollars is is hardly a thing is it yeah, so I, I I wouldn't ever discourage somebody from trying it, but suggesting it's a decent delay pedal might be stretching it. It's probably, if it's digital, it's probably not going to play well with some other pedals because it's a very cheap digital pedal. I think it might be analog. I mean, I had one at one point. Um, I didn't, I don't think I bought it. I think I got it as part of a bundle. Like, there was something that I wanted. I think it might have been the K-Line Crazy Cactus, I think is what it's called. It's basically like a full-tone, full-drive yeah. um, replica, which was fine. It was a little bit underwhelming. Um, but I think I got it in, in a package with that. And the Yellow Fall was... Um, it was very specific in its um, in its application. It was quite bright for an analog delay, um, which was really off-putting because it meant that it was really present and the repeats were just yeah. too much. Yes. Uh, however, I ran it as a slapback, like really low mix slapback, and then run a Joyo analog delay afterwards as like the long repeat. And that sounded fantastic. Um, however, I, I kept the Joyo and I don't have the Donner anymore. Yeah, which so I, I think says a lot. But like, if you're looking to try delay for the first time, I I would tell anybody just to get a delay pet. Like any, de- I don't think it really matters to start with because you you if you've not got a delay pedal or anything that will give you a delay effect. Yeah. There's no way of you knowing whether you want digital or analog, whether you want, you know, like a slapback sound or a long... Like, if if you've not, not experienced it before and you can't play around with those things, you don't know what your favourite sound is going to end up being. And I think 
even if you get something that doesn't do what you want particularly well, you'll be able to say, right, well, I bought this thing and it's not worked, so I obviously want analog or I obviously want digital but darker or I want something with modulation on the tails or... It, it, are we are we not kind of pointing here towards just buy an M five five? That yeah. might be the solution to every problem. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely on, on that note, I genuinely think everybody should have a Line Six M five because it's your oh shit fix for everything apart from your drive pedals on your board. Everything, yeah, yeah You yeah. can you can like I've got an analog man chorus, and if that died. I would run the chorus on the M. I probably used a tri chorus, which is a different style of chorus effect, but I think it's the best chorus within the M5. But the modulations are great. Not all of them, but most of the modulations are great. The yeah. pitch shift actually works really well. Um, so I like that's great. The delays, the reverbs, just excellent quality. Bearing in mind the pedals, a digital pedal that's been out for twelve, thirteen years. Oh yeah, possibly like, even longer. Like the 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 quality to longevity ratio on that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But I mean you go back to the like the DL four, which is even older. Yeah, well and, it's a nineties pedal, isn't it? Yeah, and people are still using those because yeah. they still sound great. Um so yeah, I think <laughs> is the is the yellow fall delay any good? Buy an M five. <laughs> To be fair, like the M5s now are like seventy five quid, so that's probably only like eighty five, ninety dollars. Yeah, and you so, go on the like the used market as well. You probably be able to pick one up sixty dollars. I would have thought even fifty if you if you if you get a bargain. Yeah. Um. So, is it really like from thirty six dollars to let's say sixty dollars? Yeah. I'd say it's, it's worth saving the extra. Uh, yeah, it's an extra payday's worth of saving. If that costs you one payday to save for, yeah, two paydays gets you an M5. Yeah, so you save the extra dollar and get yourself an M5. Yeah, um, I suppose in in um, response to your actual question though, um, <laughs> yeah, it was fine. Uh, people do actually rave about them. People people do say that they're pretty cool. I might have been using it wrong. It was kind of early in my um, my cheap pedal playing career. So I might have to revisit it at one point, but it is what it is. It's a cheap delay pedal, and yeah. it will it will give you cheap delays. There you go. Right. Honestly, the, the TC cheap delay that I've got on my board that I can't even remember what the name is, and I know it's an analog one. The brown, the brown one? Echo Brain? Echo Brain, that sounds right. There yeah, but that's that was thirty five quid, so forty five dollars and again. I I run that on my board. That's my that's the delay pedal at the end of my board that I use if I'm using the M five for something that isn't delay. Yeah. Um the news that we're kinda of dodging this week as well is about those um big old chunky I can't remember what they called them. The, the the range, but essentially the, look the Behringer pedals that yeah. are now not plastic. Yeah, Behringer rehoused. Let's. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they they wouldn't like us saying that, but um, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. There you go. Fixed yeah, it. I fixed yeah. it. That's it. Our backs are covered. Um, they are. They're doing mini versions of them now. Like yeah, I saw that. I well, I I didn't. Act, I've I've seen a photo of a big one next to a little one. 
Yeah. So I assumed they were going... Yeah, they're, like, they're about a third of the size, but still retain the top mounts as well, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, Excellent. So they've started off with just the Sky Surfer, which yeah. is the, 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 the reverb. reverb. Yeah. But I imagine that the plan is to, to kind of pump them all out in that size. So, like, <laughs> like on, on one hand... You might be able to get like a space saving, um, pretty decent um, yeah. delay. On the other hand, if the space isn't an issue, you might find that the original Echo Brain is going for a lot less money. Yeah, it might be going for twenty quid or twenty bot twenty five dollars. That's it on the unused market. Like that, and that's all. Like if anybody's trying for the, these cheaper pedals my advice is absolutely don't buy them brand new because the gear exchange is full of them yeah top tip top tip i mean i have, i think I, I only ever bought one new which was the joyo analog delay and that was the second one that i bought because i was so impressed with the first one which was um which was like a second hand one and it was it was a lot amazing um right i think we've got we've gotten about oh we've got three more go on we'll do them do them quick yeah. quick quick time um so oh that no we've got four sorry <laughs> um boss ms3 or plethora x5 um for me plethora x5 i personally wouldn't have either but um because i think you should just get an m5 but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Like the the X5 seems like the yeah, like the X5 is really a really cool idea. I'm not saying the MS3 isn't, and yeah. the, I, th- I don't know whether the Plethora has loops in it, but the three loops in an MS3 probably would would be interesting as well. But yeah, I I if if I was if I had to pick between one of the two, I'd get the Plethora just because of the 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 excess of like tone prints that you can install onto each of the different switches yeah 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 and and i think they like you say they kind of sit in a very similar category but i think i think i'd go for the uh, plethora as well i i've got a uh affiliation with the tc stuff i think they've earned my my respect a little bit more than I'm willing to admit that Boss have. Yeah. Um, I mean, boss, <laughs> boss products are fantastic. And the fact that they managed to win me over from saying that the DS1 is the largest pile of... Um, y- yes. Uh, it's it's just not up to today's standards, shall we say. Um, and I'm, I'm now saying, actually, it's got a place. There's, yeah. there's somewhere for it. Um, and not just the bin. Um but yeah, the plethora. I think, I like if I was putting my money down, I wouldn't even consider the M- MS3. I'd be considering the plethora, and actually, I have. Um, I don't need it, but I've considered it. Yeah, I, I. I mean, if if I was gonna make an actual argument, I would say my decision would be between a HX effects and a plethora as opposed to the MS3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. With the HX effects, I think I'd just go for the stomp. <laughs> because, yeah, the, the HX effects has got six individual switches. 
but you also get amp sims and <laughs> and all, all of that. Yeah, with... I, yeah, I, I know. But yeah, I just I, I just want the HSFX stomp. I just want them to release it because then I'll buy it because that's just the the M5 too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, and so- they just they won't do it and I, I i wanted that since they announced the stomp because i was like that's what it's gonna be and it wasn't it made me sad indeed indeed right so i've got uh carlo nunziata is saying well he says something in what looks like french um which translates to best version of the full tone ocd uh the full tone ocd <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is the, the I right mean, answer. I I I would say, without having heard it, the special edition blue one that was was it germanium? Yeah, the germanium one. The, <laughs> to be fair, Steve's got copies of. Sorry, he's got um, yeah an OCD. He's got V two OCDs, V one point fives, and the blue one. And he says the the blue one with the germanium is the best. So that's probably I I trust Steve's here. I've not personally heard it, but I've ha- I had a 1.5 version, um, and it was yeah. fine. But I just I, I it, like I say I play with a Vox, and high gain pedals and Voxes don't always go together particularly well. So I moved it on. Yeah, um, it's a, it's a pedal that I've not owned yet, um, and with the relatively recent controversy surrounding Mike Fuller. I don't think I ever will. Um, however, I don't think there's so much of a difference between versions 1... 1.5 one point, Well, just 1 all the way through to... I think it was like 1.7 or 1.8 by the time they moved to 1. Point, uh, sorry, 2.0. Um, I don't think there's so much of a difference between any of them for it to make too much of a difference. Yeah. I think 1.3 was the one that people suggest is the... The pinnacle um sure sure why not uh um, yeah. and again the the germanium the germanium holds a little bit of a <laughs> a little bit of a sore note for me because it's um like i did a, a news thing on pedal boards of doom which got like the most dislikes that ed, like any of the pedal boards of doom <laughs> like even though we said like this isn't like this isn't a preview this isn't us demoing the the thing this is like a news release yeah um people how dare you not play the pedal how dare you yeah like two weeks before it was actually um like released into the public and people were getting pissy why are you not playing the pedal because it's not out yet fucking genius but (laughs) hey ho hey ho uh one day i will get one and i'll demo it and i'll show them (laughs) (laughs) then you go back through the comments of that video and link it to each one of them that's it and just have a nice day (laughs) smiley Uh, face smiley face indeed right so next one Chris I don't have a chance of pronouncing your surname Hadzi Petros sure Hadzi Petros Uh, sorry for the noob question what type of glue is everyone using to attach their pedals to their boards? What kind of monster are you, Chris? <laughs> what kind of glue am I gluing a pedal to a board? I assume he means like, what are you using to uh, to affix them? 
Um, uh, I, I am using the correct answer to this, which is 3M. Yeah, dual lock. Dual lock. And um, it's, it's literally changed my life. Okay. I, I still use Velcro because cheap. Uh-huh. Well, the, the only th- reason I say 3M has changed my life is because mini pedals on Velcro fall over sideways and mini pedals on 3M don't. Okay. I might have to make it a thing one day, but I've got I've I've invested so heavily in Velcro. I've got a Don't 24 get me wrong, 3M is really expensive. Yeah. I've got what 20... it is. Oh. Around here somewhere I've got 25 meters of like the soft side of the Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm in yeah, too I'm deep, like... man. I'm in too deep. Yeah, fair enough, but I like I use 3M for quite a lot of stuff like I have a lot of USB powered stuff around my PC that I don't want to have to plug into my PC because I need to plug things in to use the USB. So I've yeah. got a six power bank that is just affixed to the side of the chest of drawers that is next to my computer so that it's at the right height where I can just plug things in, in and out without having to fucking dig down and find where it's fallen because and that's attached with 3M and like 3M is dual lock is just the best stuff in the world. Like my my headset for my work has a like little pad pad on it for the mute button and a volume up and volume down and I three M'd that to the desk so it wouldn't keep falling down and it's yeah three M is is just the greatest invention ever. So there you go three M. Uh, I mean, yeah, who's arguing that? Um, right, final question. Bit of an anticlimax actually. How do you stack your uh, Boss BD two. I'm new to the game and looking for ideas to try. First impression is holy f though. I think by this he's just uh, uh, like a stream of verbal consciousness. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is a chap who's had another question. Eric uh, Eric Pinedo Pindo. What did he still, say? Still hasn't told us what is how to pronounce his name yet, has he? It's just rude, days. The fact that. <laughs> We asked him, and he's he's still not. Uh, yeah. He he asked us about the uh, the boss SY one actually. Uh, yeah, he's, so he's like a... I would suggest that you put the SY one before the BD two. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, what what are you stacking with your BD two? I'd probably say a tube screamer because the BD two is quite tube screamer uh, in the front end of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon. Because your BD two is quite a uh, um, an aggressive kind of uh, upper mid push, the tube screamer can tame a bit of that so that you get a bit more yeah. a bit of smoothness, but not entirely tube screamery in its response. I put them both into a rat. Sure, why not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, largely I'm not running a BD two. I don't yeah, tend to I've, run a BD two. I've so. never owned a BD2. <laughs> I, the, the other singer in... The, so Lorcan, the singer in Indeed. the band that plays that also plays a guitar, um, yeah, he uses a BD2. And to be fair, makes my Marshall sound great. Um, but the, I, yeah, I just... I, I, I'm not saying that I'm not a fan of Boss Drive pedals. I just... I was put off Boss Drive pedals to the point where I decided not to try them and i've tried so many drive pedals now that if i add the boss ones in to try i'm gonna be here till next christmas yeah yeah i, I 
like the the um the blues drivers that I've got are not boss ones. It's like the the Digitech Screaming Blues, the Hot Tone, Hot Tone, Hot One, um, Blues, which is like your BDT, but then with the the bass switch, which is like the Keeley mod kind of thing. Um, I'm I'm not using the stock one. Um, to be fair though, I think it is the coolest looking boss pedal. Like the colours on it. That yeah. like really really bright blue and like the, the yellow and kind of gold um accoutrements. Um absolutely hands down the the best looking boss pedal. Yeah. Um can't, but, dis- can't disagree with that. But yeah, like I just I yeah. So there you go. Uh Lorkin's given us the given us the answer there, which is run your blues driver into a Marshall style drive. Or yeah, buy an amp and run it into that instead. <laughs> I think largely that's what they're used for, isn't it really? Yeah, and like I say, it sounds great. Like it's it's such a simplistic setup and I sometimes get jealous of the fact that he puts a pedal on the floor. Two pedals, sorry, a tuner and that. And I'm lugging around fucking 35 kilos of fucking pedal board and... It's like pure pedal beef. <laughs> and he's he's just rocking up with like a pedal and yeah. like might change the battery in it. Like I you... runs, he runs it powered from the tuner. Oh, fuck, man. Like, yeah, but hats off to the chap. It, it's it's it, like, it, what's, what's it going to interfere with? Itself... <laughs> If you turn yeah. the other pedal on, it wipes the sound out, so it's not going to cause any, yeah, sound I mean, issues. Fair play, fair play. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like and that's and that's where we've got to wrap, wrap the cast for today because that is an hour and a half of casty goodness. Yeah, well, we had a couple of short ones in between, didn't you? So this is to make up for that. Indeed, we had our first podcast that came in under the hour mark. Didn't you follow this- up with the second? No, I, I don't think that one. I think that one just peaked the hour. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So that will be us for this week. I am giving a massive, massive shout out. Number one to everyone who made it this far. You are absolute legends. Yep. Uh, number two to our Patreon backers. You guys every week astound me with your support. And like... Not just the kind of the the financial backing, but the um like the the way that they rally around the podcast as well is absolutely amazing. So hats off to those guys. And for as little as two dollars a month, you can get a shout out just like them. They are the cool kids. You can be one too. Let's uh, get the official list up. We have got Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects, Mr. Doug Christ of Thirty Seven Effects. And the Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast. Damn you guys, you made me want to watch No Country for Old Men. Uh, Mr. Hugh G-Rection. I'm looking down. It's, it's, it's been a while. Uh, Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. Uh, so, massive shout out to you guys. Um, if you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You can find me at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, slash Budget Pedal Chap. YouTube is the home to the No Talk All Tone series. 
and currently so it is the same with the pickpocket series but i think i might migrate that over to instagram i don't know yet i'm still pondering let me know if you think that is a wise idea matt you are hill underscore matt q at twitch at twitter at tw instagram yep and occasionally the bad bookers no 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 <laughs> yeah, abort, no, it's just abort yeah. mission. Abort mission. Abort mission. Yeah, like I think it's, I think it's just we've we've led it with ice course, and it's it's yeah. I don't think it's coming back, which is a shame. But like, yeah, none none of us can be asked watching the rest then anymore. Just no. the, the the the. I'm not saying the quality has dipped particularly because other companies have come out, but just like. Obviously, there was there were scandals last year that kind of just killed any any enthusiasm I have for wrestling and with the global pandemic meaning it's all happening in empty arenas nothing's enticing me back in so maybe it'll come back in the future but for now it's it's certainly on an extended indefinite hiatus there you go but you can still catch up on previous episodes of the bag bookers podcast absolutely matt has appeared on more than one of definitely yes. more than one um so if you are into if you are into the graps, go uh, go check out the back catalogue. Um, so that's it. That's it. That that's us for the week. So from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Mister Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Yeah. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Bye. Toodle pip. Hedgehog at a dartboard once. Scored 2,356. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's simple. <laughs>